it's Mrs. Gillespie. And Mr. Hosini. Welcome to this episode of In the Middle Of. Every day we're going to talk about a different situation or scenario that you might find yourself in the middle of. So settle in, grab a nice cup of coffee. Or a glass of juice. And here it goes. All right, well, hello to everybody and hello, Mrs. Gillespie. Hello. It is, uh, it is my turn to ask the question and to get this, uh, this podcast started. So, so here it is. The question for you is, um, what do you do in the middle of a first job? So, so now, now, okay. So I, I, I hear you starting to think about your first job and everything for some of our listeners, they will never have had or experienced what a first job is like. They often aren't all that fantastic or glamorous, but we often, uh, out of that non-fantastic and non-glamorous job come a lot of experiences and a lot of stories and a lot of situations where you just have no idea how to handle yourself because it's the first time you've ever had to go through with it. Mm -hmm. So, What do you do in the middle of your first job? So my first job was working in the dining room at Long Lake Chateau, which is an old folks home in town. And Sounds glamorous. Very glamorous. It was pretty much waitressing with the exact same clientele who were all people in the old folks home and it included no tips. So it was nothing like waitressing um except that i did for sure carry and learn how to carry the giant like tray over my shoulder with a tray full of stuff on it so those big those big huge round ones yep i can do that um so i feel like and hang on is that is that starting up is that setting up a good no it's not actually oh shoot I was, because I was picturing that big, huge tray. Yeah, no. And I think to give some perspective, like I started at 14. Um, This was before laws around not hiring young people. Um, So, yeah. So I worked at 14 and I feel like there was two main components to my job. There was the feeling like the stupid young child in the kitchen where the guys who were the cooks who had to be they were probably 20 but to me they were old and very intimidating they just screamed at us all the time and made us feel very very stupid and young and like we didn't know what we were doing and then there was interacting with the elderly people in the dining room who i mean i definitely get you'd get some favorites there was a couple of old guys who flirted very regularly um (laughs) one french man who you could tell when he was younger definitely had some moves like he was just constantly like using his accent and complimenting and calling (laughs) you like mon chéri and like all these things um so it was kind of fun. You got to know those people. And there were so many of them were very lovely. A lot of them were very, very, very cranky as well. And just, you kind of just couldn't do anything right. So I think it was probably the first job where I really had to live into like customer service where yeah. it didn't matter how grumpy anybody was or how much they didn't like you or how much they complained I had a job to do and so I had to do that yeah. job with a smile and being friendly the whole time and my least favorite shift was breakfast um why partly because I was <laughs> disturbed 
by the number of people who would order double prunes and a prune juice for breakfast, and I felt like I just knew way too much about their digestive system. <laughs> There you have it. <laughs> I, and I, I can see as a 14-year-old um, not not knowing quite how to handle dealing with double prunes and a prune yeah, juice. Yeah, it's like you just knew they were trying to keep it all moving. And right. So, so what would you say for any of our listeners that are? Um, Maybe maybe some of had already started uh, first jobs or thinking about first jobs. What what kinds of sage advice mm. do you have for people who are cons- or getting into or, or are going to be doing a first job? Well, I think I mean I have the rare benefit of I've had four different jobs in my life. They're the only four jobs I've ever applied for. <laughs> wow. Um, so. I don't know. Obviously, my resume was okay. I think, I think being, um, I think there's something to be said for work ethic, especially as a teenager. I think automatically people make not fair assumptions about how important your job will be and how hard you will work at it. And so showing them that you are reliable and you can be counted on and you can follow the rules that they set in place right now which is so importantly like getting off your phone when you're at work um and i think finding the balance between um confident in your competence but not arrogant and just always being willing to learn and i think that's something that's like always served me well in all the different jobs i've had is i was always eager to learn something new and to try it out and um willing to work hard to do that and then just also knowing like once you do know how to do something then be confident and do it well and live into that too and then suddenly you find yourself being given a little bit more responsibility and you know maybe a raise and all those sort of things too so what would you say to someone who uh Wants want is holding out their first job holding out for something really awesome you're dreaming <laughs> it's like everybody who also thinks their first car is going to be a Lamborghini and their first house is going to be a million dollar mansion. And it's like, no, you, you, you kind of got to put in your time. And I think, I mean, that doesn't mean you have to apply for any job. I think you can decide what you, um, what you are willing to work with. And there's like, probably a whole bunch of options that fit your skills and your gifts and if you like yeah I can put up with people then anything in customer service is open to you as opposed to saying like well I only want to work here because it's my favorite store or you know if you do want to be a server someday or you want to work in the food industry like starting at a retirement home was actually a great way to start it was low pressure it was shorter shifts it didn't have nearly the stress that i think a restaurant does but i think you also need to like lower your expectations a little bit until you get some experience and the best thing you can do is be really really um good and work hard no matter what your job is if you are um if you think you're too good for what you're doing 
everyone around you will sense that and you will find yourself mm. not being able to find something better or something you want. Whereas I think if you commit to being a hard worker and having a good attitude, no matter what the job is. And it's like, I've scrubbed toilets at the Christian bookstore and I've like, you just do it. And you, and I think yeah. you do it because I mean, God tells us to work for him instead of working for each other or a paycheck. And it just teaches you so much about life and how to then translate that to being a parent with a good attitude when you don't want to clean someone else's barf or being a wife or being a teacher or, you know, anything where you feel like you're like, I don't love this moment right now, but I've learned how to do it with a good attitude anyway. Mm hmm. Um, and that's all very, very good advice. Mm. And now here's here's the question I'm I'm very interested okay. in. What brought you to an end at that job? What what's the reason that you stopped working there? They, they were not super um, reliable. So I'm a planner. In case you've never met me, um, and this was the type of job that you didn't actually get a schedule. So shifts were two hours over breakfast, lunch, or dinner. And like you would get a phone call at four if they needed you for the 5.30 to 7.30 dinner shift. And, and was that the case for everyone there? And I'm sure like, things have changed and they're probably on a wonderful schedule yeah, now. I don't but. know. At the time, at least most of us kind of on the dining room staff, who they did definitely yeah. have some more like permanent staff who worked full time. Um, yeah. But for the part time staff, that's the way it worked. So... It, it just became hard and then then there was kind of like a I don't know maybe looking down on you if you said no you couldn't but sometimes mm, you just it was right. so last minute like yeah. you couldn't and so eventually it just became a like you know what this doesn't suit my life I would rather plan for something and both to know that I had income that I could count on and um, yeah because I just wanted to to sort of have the scope of uh, what things look like and yeah 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 and and I, I feel like that might be a common thing for young people or people who are at the bottom of the food chain at a place of work that um that they're they, they feel maybe like as though they're not given or they just have to take whatever they get yeah and and sometimes that's the case mm -hmm. but sometimes it is hard to know where is is this okay is this the way it's supposed to be and and um yeah, that's. I, I was really hoping. Of course, I wasn't hoping for a bad story, but I was hoping, like, not maybe for like you got fired or like that you, you know, threw prune juice in someone's face yeah, because I of something they said. Yeah, I actually lost it. That just and then those big trays. Like I threw it across the dining room like a frisbee. Seventeen oh, yeah. of the seniors were injured in that incident, and <laughs> I was never invited back. In fact, my face is still up on the door, and it just says, "If you see this woman, do not let her in." But it's a picture of me at fourteen, so it actually says, "If you see this girl, <laughs> maybe it's got one of those digital images like she might look like this now." Is that better? Yeah, that, okay. that's a much better ending Perfect. story. That's ending. totally what happened. <laughs> My, my first job, it did kind of end like that, although it, I didn't throw, didn't throw things, but it was a, it was a mutual um, quit, being fired and being quit. It was, <laughs> I don't know if you call it mutual at that point. We, we both <clears throat> ended the working relationship. You just broke up. Uh, 
we, we broke up and neither of us were happy mm. um, at it or, or or during that that point in time um, but it was a situation where I was I was just a kid I was 16 and I was a pizza delivery guy and I worked in the in the pizza shop too it's actually kind of funny how I got the job um, let me guess you had no money when you went to get pizza and you had to work for it. <laughs> no, I wish. I wish I would have went in and been like, yeah, yeah. Can I scrub the dishes? Can I? Can I just deliver the next pizza and get my pizza for free so that my girlfriend doesn't think I'm a total bum? That would have been good. Um, but no, I was. Um, maybe I wasn't 16. Anyways, all my stories involve me realizing I don't know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> but yeah, the I was in high school still and the play that year was was Grease and um I had no acting um experience, definitely no singing experience. Um but I shouldn't say no acting experience. I took I took drama as much as I could and loved it, and it was hilarious. And so so the the drama teacher there, um, named Mrs. Podmorrow, who is awesome and still is an awesome teacher, she wanted me to audition, and and so I did the early stuff. But then I got so freaked out and so nervous about potentially having to be on stage and sing and dance and everything. So um, I got a job instead so that you didn't have to do that it, yes and uh. and i i got a job and said i'm sorry i can't try out now i did want to ha get a job because i had no money and and i i had a vehicle and needed to pay for gas and everything um but that's how i got that job and it was in a in a little pizza shop that's no longer there in oliver where i grew up it was called midnight express Hmm. And at that point in time, the three pizza shops and of the three pizza shops in town, two of them were owned by Persians. And so the guy, I think my dad knew the guy. And so so I got a job there. Anyways, I um, it wasn't a fantastic job, especially when I would deliver a pizza. And my tip, I remember delivering a pizza to one place and, and a kid answered the door. And and I don't think he knew that you're supposed to give tips. And um, so I got nothing from that tip. Another one, I got like nine cents. <laughs> and I don't know when I gave the change back. I think he picked through the change he didn't want and gave it hmm. back to me. Um, but anyways, the reason that my job ended there is because a week or two before I said, I can't work on this day. I've got soccer or I got something. And, and the guy I worked for said, OK, let me try and um, oh, no, I think he said you need to get it covered. And there was only one other guy that worked there. So I called him. He said, I can't do it. So I called my boss, my boss back and I said, um, the other guy can't do it. And he said, okay, then you need to come to work. And being a, a younger male who you know doesn't think straight or know very much, I said, I can't. Like whatever other commitment I had is more important mm. than you running your business. I said, I can't come in. He said, you have to come in. I said, I'm not coming in. He said, then don't bother ever coming back. And I said, you know what? I was gonna quit. I was gonna give you my two weeks notice anyway. So I won't come back. I think, and so, I think you got fired. Um, maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, probably. So anyways, that one ended. But it was a good first job. It was a good first experience. Mm. I learned a lot about having um, you know, a job where um, I didn't know anything, but yeah. I got to start and do something. I got some responsibility, got tiny little paychecks. They were like 75 oh, or $80 yeah. every couple of weeks. Yeah. 
but it was enough to put gas in the tank when it cost 59 cents a liter and and it was enough to do what i needed to mine do mine bought and, me and, uh, um, my my 70 bucks a week bought me my first pair of nikes for basketball that i remember they wow. were 125 dollars, and my mom was like i'm not paying for those yeah. and that was like okay then i will work and i will have the shoes and they will be worth yeah. it well, and I, I hope that anyone that's listening as they're thinking about potential first jobs in the future, that you listen to some of this advice, but just enjoy whatever you get. Um, get get a, you know, a not so glamorous first job because you will learn a ton from it. Work hard. Um, have a good attitude. Yeah. 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 There's a lot to learn and just enjoy, enjoy learning. Well, thank you, Mrs. Gillespie, for telling us that what it was like in the middle of your first job. No problem. So this is two podcasts in a row where you might not have an experience or a story to know how you would react in the middle of your first job, but some of you might. But I guarantee you, your parents will have a good story. And because you are kind of stuck at home right now, use this as a time to start a conversation with your family, with your parents, maybe contact your aunts or uncles or grandparents and see what was the craziest thing that happened to them in the middle of their first job. What was their first job? Was it wonderful and glamorous like the million dollar house that Mrs. Gillespie talked about? Or was it shoveling manure? If you've got something you want to share with us, as always, share on our Instagram page at in the middle of podcast or on our new in the middle of Google Classroom. If you still haven't joined, look on your homeroom for the classroom code. Thank you very much and enjoy thinking about your future first job. Mm -hmm.